There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg, South Africa. A very, very warm welcome to all of our radio family. Thank you so much for taking time on what is the shortest Friday of the year to join us and be part of our our attempt to try to spread some Torah, to try to spread the word of Hashem to as many people as want to be exposed to it, as want to as want to hear it. It's an honor and privilege to want to be back. We missed you last week, of course, it was Chag HaShavuos, and I hope all of you had an amazing, amazing and inspiring Chag HaShavuos, in spite of the fact, yes, that we didn't have our shuls, and we didn't have the usual kind of vibe that we usually have on on Shavuos. I hope we still made the the, the most of the opportunity. Tikkun Lel, yes, it's much more difficult to stay up when you don't have the trappings of the big pot of soup and the cheesecake and whatever, and the whole vibe of a crowd doing it. But, you know, sometimes in life we have to do things, even if the crowd isn't doing it, we have an obligation ourselves to strive and to grow and to make every attempt to push ourselves without necessarily having to do it because others are doing it and others are influencing me. It's because I want something and I am really, really am, am desiring it. And when I really desire it, then, then, then I, then I get it. They asked a very, very great, they asked a very, very great Rebetzin, uh, uh, how she was Zeichet to, she had a Baruch Shem, a huge number of children and they all turned out to be really, really amazing, beautiful children, all dedicated themselves, all Torah teachers or, 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 or assiduous learners of, 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 of Torah. And they asked her, what, what, what schus did you have that you, that you, uh, were zeichet to such an amazing, amazing family? And she answered, because I really, really wanted it. To me, that was the most important thing in the world. Yes, we all want things. Yeah, we, yeah, we all like to be great people. Yeah, but we want to be great people and also have a great profession and a lot of money and sleep at least eight hours and go on very, very comfortable holidays. Please God, we should all be uh, to all kinds of exotic places. Yes, but we'd all love to grow. Yeah, okay, but that's not really called wanting. She says, I wanted it more than anything else I wanted in the entire world. There was nothing else I wanted more in my life than that. And I davened for it, and I prayed for it, and I pushed for it. And that was, everything I did was, what can I do to make these children to the best children possible? And that's why, Baruch Shem, I have the scattered Shema, I have the tremendous divine help that my children turned out, turned out that, that way. It's an amazing, amazing thing. So let's talk about how one can really get the great abundance in this world. How can we get everything we want in this world, in every realm, the physical and in the spiritual. So in this week's Pasha, we have, of course, among other things, the Birchas, the Birchas Kainim. So you shall bless the Jewish nation. Say to them, and then says, which is translated as, may Hashem raise his countenance towards you. Right? And, 
show favoritism towards towards you. So everyone knows the Gemara in in Brochus on Davchof asks that the angels asked Hashem that how can Hashem show favoritism towards the Jewish nation when there's an explicit uh, a verse in Parshas Shaitan that Hashem doesn't accept any kind of a bribery. Right? You cannot take a bribe. So how, how can you show favoritism to the Jewish nation? So Hashem answered, what? Do they not show favoritism to me? The Torah commands them, when you eat and when you're satisfied, then you are obligated to bench. The Chiyamidoraisa of benching is only when a person eats enough to be satisfied. And they ain't they accepted upon themselves that they are a machmir, they're strict, and they bench even after only eating the uh, uh, size of an olive or the size of the size of an egg. How can I not show favoritism to them? So there's a beautiful, beautiful Chasm Seifer. Chasm Seifer explains by saying, if someone accepts that whatever happens to them, right, is, 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 and he accepts it with love, so it's a sign that he recognizes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is completely good, and anything he does must also be good. And it's also a sign that he recognizes that he deserves whatever punishment Hashem sends him because of whatever Averis, whatever sins he has done, and he always trusts that whatever Hashem does is correct and for his own, for his own, uh, for his own benefit. If one lives in such a level and such, lives with, with such a kind of a, a mindset, so then Hashem is not demanding with him. Hashem is not strict with him regarding every small little mistake that a person can make. And that scene is the pasuk in in, uh, in Shirashim. Pasuk says, We have a young sister, and the Gemara explains that just as one is not commanded, that he has to be be careful about every single action of a small of a small child. Yes, there's the issue of chinuch, but you're not going to go crazy about every single thing a kid a kid does and doesn't become so upset if you know if a little child gets dirty. Okay, that's what little children do. They get they get dirty if they you know upset something a little bit in the house. Okay, that's what kids that's what kids do. So too, even if Klaisho becomes dirty and, and, and soiled with all kinds of Averis, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu forgives him. And then he says, that's what really HaKadosh Baruch Hu is answering, the, the Malachim, that since Kaiso are so strict to bless Hashem, even if they only ate a small amount, meaning that even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu only gave them, only provided them, with a small amount of, of food, with a small amount of sustenance, with a small amount of, 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 uh, of the means they need to live, they still express gratitude to Hashem and recognize that if He gave them 
all they need and all, and, and, and that only provides for them what they need and what, what's for their, for their benefits. And even when Kaisal is, God forbids, in pain and hungry, they accept Hashem's will and know it's for their own, it's for their own goods. Therefore, Hashem says, and Hashem says to Michael, that's why I favor them in return. And I don't look so closely at all of their, at all of their little, little sins. So we can see from this amazing Chasm Seifer how crucial it is to accept that whatever the Rabbinish Loilam does to us is for our best and whatever it is, Express our akorasatoyim, express our gratitude to Hashem. When one recognizes that in fact everything that Hashem does is for our benefit and we thank Him for it, then we merit being treated with favoritism by, by the Rabbani Shlom. Moshe Feinstein says in, in, in his, Dorash uh, Moshe in Pashas Ekev, so he says that's why we mention in our invention the the building of of Yerushalayim and the return of the kingdom of of Beis David of the house of David in the middle of of benching. In fact, as the Gemara says, when we give Hashem, when we bless Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and even after only being sent. A small amount, but we only had a kazayas to eat. And we still, we still bless HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We still thank and show appreciation to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even for that. So then we merit being treated with tremendous favoritism. And that schus is enough to bring Bez Hashem, the Geula, to bring the redemption and the rebuilding of the, of, of the Beis the Moshe adds that even if one has been blessed, Baruch Hashem, with much plenty and, 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 and he's wealthy and he has everything he possibly needs, it's still a great zechus if he blesses HaKadosh Baruch Hu after eating only a small amount of food. Because that shows that he recognizes he has to thank Hashem for everything, for every morsel that he has. Even though <coughs> he possesses so much, now he knows that every crumb is sent from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and that's a tremendous, tremendous chus for a for a uh, for a person. We'll be back after this short break. This is one of one point nine Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul, and this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. <laughs> There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul on Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. Thank you again for joining us uh, as we always do at this point in the program just to give you the very important times you need for this coming Shabbos. As I said, this is the earliest Shabbos of the year. Candle lighting today is no later than five minutes past five. That's the latest time you can do it, but already 
around 20 past 4, you can certainly already get them on, get the candles burning, and get your Shabbos up and at them, because there's no reason to delay, really, let's let's get to Shabbos. We've had a a, a, a difficult week and a, and a challenging week, and especially if one kind of turned on the radio and heard what's going on elsewhere in the world, the, 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 where the... Uh, the uh, People have expressed their anger and frustration in the most terrible and destructive kind of way. And it, in a way, it's not a person. Let, let's go into Shabbos. Let's go get back into HaKadosh Baruch Hu's embrace and, 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 and realize that, that we do have choices. We are, we make decisions ourselves and we decide how we want to react to any stimulus in, in the world. So Shabbos <coughs> candles must be lit no later than five past five. Shkia then is at 23 minutes past 5, 5.18, and therefore we can daven Mayrev already not too long after that. Night is actually about then 5.41. We can daven Mayrev then and not have to repeat the, the, the Krishma, which is always a good, good idea, especially if you're going to sit down to a Shabbos meal where one definitely should say Shema before one, uh, one begins such a major, a major repast. As I say, tomorrow, tomorrow is Shabbos Kodesh Pashas Nasai, and the Aftar, of course, comes from the book of Shaitim, the story of Shimshan, and his uh, beginning, his birth, the, the notification that his parents received that they were going to have this child. That's, that's the Aftar. We begin again the series of Perkeavis. Finished it before Shavuos. Now we're starting it all over again, a second time, Perik Aleph, this, uh, this week. And Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 5.57, three minutes before six o'clock is the end of, uh, of, uh, of Shabbos. And, uh, as always, we'll be sad, we'll sad, be sad to see it go. But, uh, we always look forward to the fact that it will come again, it will come again, uh, next Next week, uh, if you, for whatever reason, haven't daven shachos yet, so we're back to saying tachanun. Now we had a bit of a holiday uh, since Rosh Chodesh, but definitely from today on, although of course not by mincha, because we never say tachanun by mincha on Erev, on Erev Shabbos, but uh, if you didn't say it this morning, well, I guess you got away with it, and, and certainly Sunday morning you'll remember to, to do it, to do it, uh, to do it properly. So we're talking about the obligation of realizing that everything comes directly and solely from from the Rebunish Lalim. And there's a, a Tanit Velio that also talks and, 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 and sort of issues high praise for someone who thanks HaKadosh Baruch Hu for everything he has at all at all times. It, it, the the, the, the Medrash relates that HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed Moshe all the future generations with all their leaders and 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 Chachamim that that there would be and how they would manage in this world. Moshe asked Hashem, how can it be that righteous men suffer so much and and the wicked uh, prosper? Right, it was from Moshe Benu's famous, famous, uh, 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 question that, that he asked him. I asked, Nostra show me, show me, uh, show me your ways. Why is it Toiv, la, 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 Rashoim, and Ra, la, Tzadik, and why, why do they, why do very good people have to, have to suffer? 
And Hashem answered that it's not right for any human being to question Hashem's ways. However, he did agree to explain a bit of his ways to, to Moshe Rabbeinu. And he said, when I see a person, even if he doesn't possess even a bit of Torah or Masim Tov, he hasn't learned, he has very few good deeds. If he merely stands and thanks me and blesses me and praises me and davens and supplicates before me, I, I take care of him. I provide for him whatever it is that, that he needs. That was a tremendous insight that the Rabban Islam gave, gave Moshe Rabbeinu. So we see that almost incredibly. Even can be a very, very simple person. Or even, a wicked person. If such a person kind of completely negates himself before Hashem and davens to him, he can merit an absolute abundance of goodness even in this, in this world. Ben Ishchai says that Hashem draws close anyone who praises him and wants to cling to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, and be a Kadosh and be, and be a holy, sanctified person. Such a person has Hashem's Kedusha, Hashem's Shechina rest, rest on him at all, at all times. And one of the basic questions that we always ask when we have this kind of, kind of a discussion, how do, how do we reach such a level of thanking Hashem for every small thing that we have? And, and the answer to that, we know that when Yaakov Avinu had his children and his first children were born from, from Leah, so that, uh, Yehuda, Leah's fourth child, we know, was given his name by his mother, Leah. Basak says, and she said, Hapam oides Hashem. This time I'm going to praise and acknowledge Hashem. Therefore she called his name Yehuda. And Rashi explains, that's now I have to thank Hashem. Why? Because I took more than my portion. Now I have a reason to praise Hashem. Now, previously, when let's say when Levi was born, she acknowledged receiving her portion. Because the Pasuk there says, This time my husband will now be attached to me. Because I bore him three sons. And Rashi there explains, from now on, he's not going to find any fault with me because I have contributed my share in producing, producing sons. Now, once Yehuda was born, now she had produced even more than her share because he was her fourth son. And we know there were only going to be 12 sons, and there were four wives, so that's working, using long division, that means three children per, per, per mother, and now that Yehuda had her fourth son, so now she thanked Hashem for that, with giving him his name. Now it's, 
very puzzling. What? Did Leah only praise Hashem after Yehuda was born? Because now she got more than her portion. Didn't she praise Hashem for the birth of Reuben and Shimon and Levi? Why only? When, when, uh, when, uh, Yehuda was born. So, so the Medrash there in Pashas Vayetze says, says Leah sort of grabbed the whole city, the whole district of praise and, and all the other three sons that he had stood, this is the words of the Medrash, stood in the tower of those who praise. As it says, Yehuda acknowledged, and and David says, right? Hashem thank Hashem because he is because he is good. And Daniel said, right? To you, Hashem, the God of my fathers, I will praise. So Yehuda became. So the Medrash is, 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 is commenting that, says, in the, in the, in the, brings the name of Rav Yechanan in the name of Rav Shimon Bar Yochai. From the day that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, no one ever acknowledged Hashem until Leah came and praised Him. As it says, HaPam Oides Hashem. These verses are a pellet. Verses are completely incomprehensible, and they're completely perplexing. What didn't Adam uh, 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 thank, thank, uh, and Noach and 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 Chanoach and and our our holy others and all the previous tzaddikim? They all didn't they all praise Hashem, right? Uh, and 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 offer up carbonus and and sacrifice him and glorify his name what was later the first person that that uh, that did it so uh so the mashkiach abensian bamberger so who was the uh, we know there was the was the mashkiach of aponovich yeshiva so he explains this as follows he says of course our of us built Israel. Through their incredible, incredible dedication to their avodis Hashem, to their service of Hashem, and just as they molded the future of the nation through the power of their actions, so too they they, they invested and they instilled into all of their future generations, all the future descendants, those. Tremendous, tremendous, lofty character traits that they acquired through their through their devotion. In other words, the character trait of praising and acknowledging Hashem on the highest, highest level. So it was there. It was there in the others. It was one of those things that they gave the Yerusha to their children, but it was only found. But by Leah Imenu. Therefore, only she could instill this tremendous Mida into, into the nation. It became hers. She was kind and she now becomes, so to speak, the mother of thanking Hashem. And she invested it into the genes of the entire, of the entire Jewish nation. 
The Medrash is saying that Leah was the first to reach a perfect state of praising and thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it was her who instilled this this trait of, of HaKadosh Satoiv into all the Doris, all the descendants for the, for all the future, for the future generations. And that's what it meant. What is it meant? That, that she, she had this perfect sense of, of, of acknowledging of, of what Hashem means. He says, says, when a person recognizes that everything that he has is simply an undeserved gift given to them from the Rabbani Shlodim, which he has not earned, which he's getting not through any doing of his own, it's all completely a, a, a free handout by HaKadosh Baruch Hu because Hashem loves us, then he has reached the level of perfectly and fully thanking and acknowledging the, the, the Rabban Islam. Leah reached this level of perfectly recognizing Hashem's greatness when her fourth son Yehuda was born. It's certain, of course, that she also praised Hashem for Ruvain and for Shimon and for Levi as well. However, she still hadn't reached the perfect level of acknowledgement. In some small way, she still felt that at least three children, three children, I deserve them as part of, as part of her, her portion. And when Yehuda was finally born, she fully recognized that he was not part of her chalek. She did, she didn't deserve him at all. He was number four. And, and was solely and completely a gift from, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Once she recognized that, then she had reached this perfect level of acknowledgement of, of, uh, of, of, of the Rebbe So, how does one reach such a level? So, in order to get to that point, we can reach such a level of recognizing that everything he has is a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, he has to, in his own mind, negate the following three things that are mostly responsible for, for stopping and obstructing people from realizing the, the greatness and, and the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's uh, handout to us. And the Chavos Havavos lists these three issues as follows. Number one, first thing that stops us from being grateful is all our desires that completely permeate our hearts and, and lead a person to want and to need and to covet more and more things <clears throat> without appreciating what he already has. And we kind of think, oh, if you only had that, then life would be good. We need this. Yeah, we can't manage without that. And now you can get it on take a lot. Let's go, let's go and get it. So we don't appreciate what we have by the, the, the quest and the, and, and the passion we have for getting more and more stops us from appreciating what we have. That's number one. Number two, being so used to seeing Hashem's kindness every single day, it becomes teva. It becomes natural, and it begins to become taken for granted. 
That's the second obstacle to truly thanking and recognizing HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And number three, we unfortunately face so many challenges, so many obstacles on a daily basis. And 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 I keep a person so busy and so preoccupied in the mind is thinking about this and that to such an extent that he's too troubled, he's too preoccupied, he's too busy to contemplate to contemplate the tremendous, tremendous greatness that Hashem provides him with every single second. And the Chavos of Avos continues by saying that for a person to overcome these three obstructions, and again, let's just revise them for a second. Number one is we're too busy running after other things that we don't appreciate what we have. Number two, we take Hashem's goodness for granted. And number three, we're so busy with so many things that are that are confronting us on a daily basis, we forget to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Chavazmah says that if a person really wants to overcome all of these obstacles, he has to remove from his heart any feeling of my personal ability, my personal power, and accept the fact that I can do nothing for myself and everything comes directly from Hashem. As long as someone takes credit for his successes or kind of credits them to, yeah, these are just natural things that just happened, he'll never be able to properly recognize the kindness, the kindness of, of, uh, of, of our Baruch If we can't, if we can't understand that we're not in the driver's seat, we're not in control of anything. Well, the truth is, that's when we are actually in total control of uh, of uh, of anything. When we talk about the man that fell for Kleisel in the Midbar, so that was given to them in order to teach them this fundamental lesson and, and, and to put it into our hearts. For all, for all time, the, the, the nation had to trust that Hashem would provide for them every single day, which forced them to trust fully. Everything they have comes, comes from, comes from the, uh, the Rabbanishlam. Shamshan Fal Hirsch says, Rav Hirsch says that it's quite natural for a person to be concerned and worry how he's going to make a panasa, how he's going to provide for himself and his whole family. So of course, a person has to work on himself to come to the recognition that he only has to do his part and put in his effort and the actual success comes only from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So therefore, there's no reason to actually ever be worried. As long as a, as a person tries to carry this whole Yoko Panasa on his own shoulders and with his own limited abilities and, and strengths. So of course you're always going to have to worry and you're going to have to fret about what's going to happen and what's going to happen with the economy and how things are going to be and now lockdowns on people lost their job and what's, what's going to happen. He's never going to be able to live in peace and, and, and serenity. Even if he is successful, he'll always be worried about the future. And he reverse quotes the pasuk in uh, in uh, in Shemois, 
Hashem says, Laman anasenu, I'm testing you. Hayelech b'Torah siyim lo. Are you going to follow my Torah or, or not? And explains that following the Torah means that one should be satisfied with whatever panasa he has and depend on Hashem to provide for 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 the future. And he says, only person who has that kind of faith that Hashem is going to take care of him can be assured that he's never going to go against the laws of the Torah because someone who's worried about how he's going to make a living could very well eventually come to do something that is not in 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 accordance in accordance from from, uh, 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 from the Torah. So that's why he ends that. Now, for this, you can understand why in Olenu, every single day, three times a day, we say right, and which we we daven for the ultimate. Ashkina to come and, and, uh, and redeem us. And when one thanks HaKadosh Baruch Hu for everything that Hashem provides, even after he finishes all the, all the davening, so then he, he merits being favored by that Yisa Hashem Panabalacha, by Hashem showing, showing a favoritism to us. And as we said, that, uh, that, uh, that is the greatest merit that Bez Hashem can bring about the coming of Mashiach. We'll be back in a moment. This is 101.9. Chai FM, don't run away yet. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 Chai FM. One one point nine Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul on Friday afternoon. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas Nasa. We're back here for our last segment, and let's discuss a little bit of halacha. We've kind of Baruch Hashem been zeicher to go through the laws of Yom Tov, so it certainly then follows on that uh, as part of Hilchas Yom Tov, we should go through perhaps at least uh, on some level. The laws of Cholmoyd. Cholmoyd is one of the most difficult and, and misunderstood periods of time of the year. We get confused. Is it Chol? Is it Moyed? Is it weekday? Is it, is it Yantav? What can we do? What, what can't we do? And unfortunately, sometimes we err on the side of being too lenient, of doing things. This must be permitted. This must be alright. And, uh, we need to understand that, that, uh, what exactly are the guidelines? What exactly are the are the gedorim and the principles of what is allowed and what isn't allowed on Chalavite, and then work out practically how to sort of navigate through that and and create the the uh, the the, the uh, situation where we can thrive in 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 what Chalavite is supposed to is supposed to be. So we know that of the three regalim of the year, so two of them, both Pesach and Sukkis, so they begin with the yomtiv, and they end with the yomtiv. That's the bread on the sandwich, and in the in the middle, so we have these special days that are called cholamoid. We know Pesach in Eretz Yisrael is seven days, and therefore 
day one and day seven are yomtiv, and day two through to six, five days, is is kolamoid. In Chutzlaretz, uh, Pesach is eight days. Day one and two and day seven and eight are yomtiv. Therefore, day three to six is Chalmoyed. We have four days of Chalmoyed. Sukkot. So Sukkot, again, in Eretz Yisrael, together with Shmini Atzeres, is eight days. So day one is a yomtiv, Shmini Atzeres. Day eight is a yomtiv. And therefore, in the middle, we have six days of, of Chalmoyed. Day two to seven are a Chalmoyed. And in, in, uh, so we know Sukkot is nine days, because you have Shemini Yatzeris and Simchas and therefore the first two are Yamtav, the last two are Yamtav, and there are five days in the middle that are, that are Chalamoid. And that's in fact why the Pasuk says, when it comes to Pesach, it says, On the 15th day of this month, Chag HaMatzah Yislashem, should be, for seven days, you have to eat matzahs. And by on the first day will be a day of holy convocation. Any work which is not for the purpose of food preparation, you may not do. And you have to bring a special carbon for all seven days. And then on the seventh day also, is Mikra Kaddish also is a holy day. And again, no work except for food preparation is allowed, is allowed to be done. And, and the same thing, same sort of setup also by Sukkot's first day is Yantif and seven days you have to bring a, a carbon and the eighth day, which is Minatarius is also, is also a, a Yantif and you can't do, you can't do Mulechas Avoid. Now, the uh, the status of these days of Cholamoids that are sort of between the two days of Yontav is some kind of in-between stage. On the one hand, it is weekday because it's not proper. It's not proper Yontav. And on the second day, it is, it is Moed. And, and that's why they're in fact called Cholamoid because it's a synthesis and a mixture are both on the one side, so they are included in the days of the Yontif, and therefore they must somehow be influenced by the days of Yontif itself. And we know that there is actually a a Torah obligation to to rejoice, to have simcha on those days also. And in the time of the Beis Hamikdash, there was special kabbonos that we used to bring on on those. On those days, right? In the same way as we do on Yom Tiv, so too on Cholomoy, there were these special korbanos that we had to bring. And only by kind of joining them together, the, the Chag days and the, the Chag days of, of Pesach and the Chag days of, of, uh, of, of Sukkot. So we, 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 we reached the conclusion that, that, uh, that, you know, we have all these restrictions. We know that, let's say, for all the seven days of, of Pesach, you cannot eat chametz. That applies across the board, both to the Yom Tov and the Cholomoy components. And on Sukkot, so it's a mitzvah all seven days to sit 
in the sukkah as much as it's a mitzvah on, on day one. And the same thing that uh, Lulav also applies all seven days and all all the days of Yontav, including Chalmoy, are included as this under this title of Mikroi Kodesh, days of holy gathering. In fact, the Pasuk says, right? These are the Yom Hashem Kodesh, which you'll call them these days of holiness. on the days that we bring Karbonus, every single day with the right Karbonus for, for the entire, the entire Chag. And that's in fact why when we daven, when we daven Musuf on, on the Yantav, so we say, uh, we say Yom Kodesh, it's, it's a day of, 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 uh, of, 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 uh, holy, of holiness. On the other hand, when the Torah relates to the days specifically, so it, it specifically mentions, no, only day one and only the last day are considered to be times of Mikroi Kodesh. And those are the days that you're forbidden to do any Melechas Havayda, from which we can infer that the other days are relative to that days of weekday. All these days of Cholomoyed are not on the same level as as Yonta as regards what kind of work you can and can't and can't do. And therefore, we'll see that you are allowed to do certain Melechas on Cholomoyed that are needed for Yom Tiv, or things that you need to do in order to avoid uh, 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 being in a situation where you could lose uh, uh, any kind of money. And therefore, since it's it's this uh, 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 it's this mixture of being both days of weekday and days of Yom Tiv, so that's why, in fact, on Moitzah Yom Tiv, even though going into Cholmoid, we still make Havdalah between Yom Tev and, and Cholmoid. And we say in the Havdalah, Hamavdil Bein Kodesh Lechol. It's called making a distinction and a separation between that which is holy and that which is normal. So we need perhaps to then go through some of the issues and, and, and deal with the various mitzvahs of of, uh, of, of Cholomoyed, and, and then we can also, uh, 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 explain the, the laws of what you can and cannot do on, on, uh, on Cholomoyed. But let's, let's, uh, let's first deal with what's relevant to everyone in their own sort of, in their own, own sort of lives, and then we'll talk about what work can be done on, uh, on, uh, on, on Cholomoyed. So, Firstly, in terms of the davening, so again, since we have this mixture of weekday and 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 yom tiv, so uh, and we have this kind of yeah mixture of 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 kind of kaddish and chol. So the tefillas also, tefillas of chalmoid are also a, a mixture of of kaddish and chol. Shachris, mincha, and mayriv. We daven the normal tefillah of weekday, and we just add Yalav in the bracha of Ratzay in order to mention the Chag in every single one essay. And it is serious if a person forgets Yalav on any one of the tefillahs, even Mayrev. 
So if he hasn't yet finished the Shema Nesrei, he can go back to the, the beginning of the bracha of Ritzei and say Yaliyava in its correct place and, and carry on. Right? Uh, carry on until, until the end of the davening. If he's already finished the entire davening, so even if he hasn't yet taken his three steps back, but he said the second year of the he has to repeat the entire Shwan Esrei in order to mention Yalva Yalva in the, in the, uh, in, in the Shwan Straight after we finish the Shwan Esrei in Chakras, so then we say Halal. So again, on, on Cholomite Sukkot, we're actually saying the full Halal, and on Pesach, only the Halal in which we skip certain, uh, certain uh, parts, as we discussed already, already, uh, uh, earlier. And we take out the title, we read on Cholomoy things relevant to the, the Chag itself. On Pesach, each day has its own special reading, four different places where it mentions concepts around Pesach. And on Sukkot, we just read each day the, the Korbonus that are mentioned in, in, uh, in, uh, Pasha's Pinchas, and we call up four people to get their there are their aliyahs, and even there, we did something interesting about about the, the day because on a normal weekday we only call up three people. On Cholmoy we call up four. On Yontif it's it's five, says the says the Gemara, uh, uh, and Musaf. So that is like Yontif, just like on Yontif we daven Musaf. So on Cholmoy we also daven Musaf because Tvilas Musaf is. Relating to the special kabbonis that were brought on Yamtiv, and that chalmoid is, is the same as Yamtiv. The kabbonis were also brought at that at that time. Bez Hashem will carry on with the discussion in our next year, but it is time for us to run away and quickly do the last minute preparations as Shabbos is very very nearly coming. Just take the opportunity to thank you so much for joining us on the radio, for being part of our radio family, for allowing and giving us the opportunity by your listening to spread and learn and, and teach Torah, it's, which is incredibly enriching to me to be able to, to do that. And I hope, I hope you gain from it also. In the meantime, just wish you all a incredibly warm and inspired and beautiful Shabbos Pasha. It's not such a beautiful Pasha. Get into it. Make Shabbos what it's meant to be without the distractions of a shul. This is unfortunately week number, I don't know, 10 or 11, maybe we don't have shuls, but let's make a Shabbos as beautiful as it can be. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. And I wish every single one of our listeners and all those who would like to be listeners a beautiful and good Shabbos. Thank you.